produced by gauntletcreative.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is April 4th. It's a Tuesday, and we're at the Netbreaker Home Studio, Hudson, Massachusetts. Back in Hudson here. Uh, you, you're busy. Busy shitting out episodes, man. <clears throat> I just saw you last week. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, it was like... Garroted. Garroted, right? Good dudes. Young. Dude, that band was on fire that, like in that show. That was the best I've ever seen them play. Fucking oh, I, I did an Irish goodbye. I had a ton of work to do, and I uh, definitely left before the show even started, actually. I had, yeah. to, I had to bounce, get food, and I'd do some work, so I'm not going to pretend like they were so fucking tight. They fucking killed it. I wasn't there, so... No, that's all good. But I hear uh, I hear good things. Dude, fucking... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you started your pregame for your WrestleMania weekend there yeah. with Netbreak. It's fucking a big deal. It's, it's a big week Super Bowl for us. Wrestling. That's our, that's our big week, you know? It's the, we've got a lot going on, a lot of events, a lot of podcasts, so... uh, Yeah, busy, man. It's fucking... I played... Uh, I watched the fucking Undertaker match on fucking Periscope. It's fucking sick. Fucking... Dead man's done. He, uh... That's a long career. That's a long fucking career to keep doing this, and he doesn't have to. Hey, you know, like that's a p- pure passion thing. You make so much money doing what you love. And he could have stopped f- fifteen years ago, but he kept doing it. Yeah. So, but that's a that's a wrestling's a whole other ball game. You can listen to Neckbreaker if you want to talk wrestling. But uh, what about this evening? What are we gonna be talking about? Fucking Jay Blazell's here today. What's up? Holy shit! Fucking uh, one of my best friends. We've uh. We've seen each other at most of our very best and some of our absolute fucking worst. For sure. <laughs> Played in a band with you for like nine years. I've known you since Goratory, going back to fucking... That's fucking crazy. It's been nine years. Nine years I've been playing. Yeah, an abnormality. Yeah. The older you get, the faster time flies by. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they never say that. But that's true. It's scientifically yeah. proven. They always say, you know, time flies, but as you get older... Yeah. It actually flies faster mm-hmm. as you're getting go because what? Because your life's getting shorter. It's Maybe actually uh, it's got something to do with um, depletion of some kind of hormone or chemical or something. I actually read something about it like a month ago. Yeah, but it, it legitimately your perception of time just totally changes the older you get. And I've noticed it like crazy. Like every year just flies the fuck by. Yeah. That's so fucking routine. You kind of get good at fucking the daily schedule. I mean, I've gotten better. I mean, I don't know. I mean, fucking shit. <laughs> We've like, seen so much like, crazy shit. And like, fuck, partying back, fucking Framingham. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the infamous Waverly Street space with fucking Goratory. Uh, you first started drawing with Compost Pile. Yep. And uh, I mean. I was in 96, I think. 95, 96. See, I never saw you guys. I, like, there was like this legend that you guys played like keg shows, like in, in cemeteries and stuff. Uh, that was our first show ever. My first show with the band ever was. It must have been '97, I think. It was. Uh, what the fuck did they call it? I can't remember the name of the fest, but it was in Brian Starr's backyard in Natick, Mass, which is right next door to the cemetery in in Natick, and. Uh, yeah, it was this big keg party. But we played a bunch of keg parties. We played uh played people's jam spaces and zero degree weather. Yeah, all, all kinds of basement shows. You guys were a fucking death metal band, fucking with like fucking props and shit, like severed head, fucking prosthetic heads and fucking Yeah, we had hands. spinning heads. <laughs> we had these big cardboard columns that build a guitarist. 
modified with small motors and a spit and we had these fake prosthetic corpse heads that you just stick them on the spit and it was all hooked up to a light controller and the heads would just like randomly spin in the middle of our set is that going away yeah stage it's going away. presence stage gimmicks yeah. uh I don't you know, know what I mean? I missed Dick Vomit in New Jersey, but uh, apparently they're bringing it back. Dick Vomit. Dick yeah, vomit. I think we've named dropped Dick Vomit. <laughs> like multiple times. times multiple times I've heard that band name already. But like, the, the, I don't know, the stage presence of it. Yeah. Not just playing the most technical riffs you can play and it's play a, fast. Yeah. It's an at in its own right. Having a show with your show. Yeah. That was definitely something that... Steel Panther found that. That was oh yeah. As far as compost pile, that was there from before I got there. They always had like an inventory of fake body parts, torso, multiple heads, arms, legs, and where it came in. <coughs> excuse me. Where it, when it, where it came in handy was at shows if it was just a dead crowd and people weren't really into it or or weren't drunk enough yet. Our singer Tony would just grab the bag of body parts and start chucking them people. And- <laughs> The pit would go down. You know? Wake up, assholes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you later. Fucking when that band dissolves, you end up fucking on um, with. Uh... It was before the band. Before the band dissolved, yeah. I mean, we were all down in the Framingham space. Um, yeah, I think Compost Pilot actually just moved into the space. We had probably been there like a year or so before the Goratory guys showed up. Or the I should say the was there a band twisted name? sacrifice the twisted sacrifice guys <laughs> showed up twisted sack <laughs> but they were they were one hallway over from us and uh, yeah it, the way that all went down was we were both bands were supposed to have a Saturday practice and uh, everybody was supposed to be there at noon <laughs> we didn't know each other I didn't know the guys in twisted sacrifice but both bands end up having Saturday noon time practices. And we both got blown off by our bands. It was nobody from my band showed up. And then it was just Max and Alan from Twisted Sacrifice. And the rest of them didn't show up. (laughs) So I ended up wandering into their room, (coughs) all pissed off at my band. And uh, introduced myself, started shooting the shit. And Goratory was a band a week later. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. like Some shit's just meant to happen. Oh, you can open that window if you guys are you a little toasty and a bit warm, or is it the wine? It's probably just the wine. This is the wine. A little blush. Yeah, a little little blush. A little rose. But like, yeah, you didn't even plan for that to happen. Just yeah, it's the universe, man. God damn. Well, fuck. I mean, that's the thing is that's how I got to know you and you know Goratour is like like I remember seeing you guys open up uh, at two thousand in the year two thousand upstairs the Palladium. It was like Mm -hmm. dying fetus. Um. Death oh, that infamous the, show? Death Across was, America tour. It was violence. Dying, it was virulence. Virulence and us. No, you, yeah, okay. So it was you guys, so it was violence, you guys, eternal suffering. Eternal suffering. Skinless, uh, dying fetus, and vital remains. Yeah. That was fucking insane. It was one of the most epic shows if you ever. wanted to today. It was one of the most <laughs> epic shows I've ever seen, never mind, put, took part in. It was, that was a different time. Oh, yeah. It was a whole different time. <laughs> I mean, fucking like shows were so much more violent and mm-hmm. like the I don't know upstairs. Yeah, 
Yeah, and everybody was smoking. Like, I mean, people would take bubblers and like share like bubbler pipes and fucking <laughs> roast weed in the in the restroom. Fucking, you know. And there was like fucking three hundred people slammed in there at least. Fucking, you know. That was like dying fetus killing on adrenaline. Yeah, and it was going that, into was that the Sherwood Weber version of skinless where he was younger and yeah. hanging off the pipes and the rafters and. So the violence thing. You just said violence. It kind of triggered something. Uh, yeah. You think it's the, the, the cell phone movement that stopped violence? If you want to fucking go ape shit at a show, it makes you're going to have four people around you recording on Facebook Live yeah. right now. It kind of right. makes people more responsible. Either they don't want their, their shit to go flying and break. On top or, of that, know, yeah. You know, like fucking, it's like, you got to have your gut up even too. I, I don't know. I think there's just less people are looking to dance or mosh or pit at a show nowadays i mean Neat more of a headbanging kids. crowd than anything you know not Is a lot of young kids the music's gotten so progressive so technical that like you just you're so focused on the music now i don't know i mean i think when we play shows and it's all ages we do all right but the 21 plus stuff is like you know, it's like guys are going to be up at work at 6 a.m. They don't want to fucking blow out their knee. <laughs> and I don't you know, blame them. Plans. <laughs> I don't blame them because I haven't like openly gone in a pit since I was probably 18, you know? Right. So it ties into like having full-time employment and being a goddamn adult. At right. some point you turn 21, you're like, oh, I just want to go get a beer. Yeah. Or maybe they're in Yeah, I don't want to spill my beer. Or a musician. Maybe they're musicians too and don't want to spend, you know, yeah. three months not playing their instrument. That's true, especially a drummer or some bullshit. <laughs> right. Twist and eat your your toast. When mm-hmm. I first came into the to abnormality, Jeremy had a broken arm, yep. like a broken wrist. Like he got going in a pit. He got thrown pit. out of O'Brien's too. They didn't like re-break it because like they literally like heaved them out of O'Brien's. I don't like, know if, he, the street, if like, he re-injured it in that, but that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like we played O'Brien's. I don't even remember who else played, but uh, probably two thousand five. We I blew out a knee at the show during when you guys were playing too. We're, we're playing at O'Brien's and it was packed and. Jeremy tied one on, got hammered, and was in the pit. And I remember I walked outside to smoke a butt, and I'm standing like to the right of the the main door to O'Brien's, and all of a sudden the door flies open, slams like right next to me, and I just see Jeremy come flying out the door head first, and just lands on his ass, and like two bounces, literally tossed him out the front door onto the sidewalk, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what happened?" We played this show. Like, why are they kicking you out? You know, it's like Roger Rabbit getting heaved out of fucking. <laughs> I've never seen that <laughs> ever. Sound effects. I've never seen somebody get thrown out of a club for real. Like, you figure that's just yeah. movie bullshit. Right. Right. And so Brian, but it happens, and we played the show, and that happened on you know? top of right. playing. Right. Yeah, like yeah, fuck. But apparently, if you ask him, he says he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So we could talk all day about metal and all that, but. I mean, part of the reason we've hung out so much is that we've always had um, conversations regarding uh, some bigger issues. And fucking, we've always kind of uh, gravitated a lot towards um, like conspiracy theories. And I don't really like even saying that word because I'm not like a pure conspiracy dude per se, but like I've always been fascinated by like the evolution of humanity and fucking civilization. There's also a, a stigma attached to the term conspiracy theorist, you know? It's a dirty word nowadays, yeah, it's dude. It's used to describe. Nutcases. Well, tinfoil hat wearing people. But when we started playing, mm-hmm. like, we would fucking sit around and look at fucking Above Top Secret yeah. and fucking, you know, like, Loose Change just fucking came out. And, like, yeah. it was kind of a fucking interesting little fucking period, fucking, like, where. Around 04 or so. 
Yeah, like the whole alternative media thing started popping off. Yeah. And there was a huge awakening that happened yeah. everywhere, not just in our circle. Everybody was waking up, you know? Do we need a different word for conspiracy theory then? Like, uh, if, if that's so tainted at this point, you can't even say the word and people roll their eyes. So it seems like a different name for this. I don't know. To me, like, what he's referring to when he says conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist, to me, it's more of like waking up and, and prying open your third eye. Yeah. It's, it's more of a... Being open to more information. Being able to see the world as it actually is. Fair. Well, that see, there's two things that really got me into this weird thing. Well, there's Jim Maz as an author. Mm-hmm. Jim Maz. Fucking um, Crossfire is yeah. the plot that killed Kennedy, right? Mm-hmm. JFK, the movie's about it. Yep. And that's a pretty sound fucking assessment because I've worked with people like, oh, they fucking Overstone reinvented history with that. It's like, no, we didn't. No, fucking Jim Garrison. It was based on Jim Garrison's book who was the only person to ever prosecute anybody in the murder of Kennedy and the crossfire book written by Jim Mars. Precisely. Right. And then, but so you got Jim Mars, a pretty sound factual. He's a Texas guy, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's good. Um, but then he does alien agenda shortly after. He's got a couple different. And, and, but alien agenda really blew my mind. Mm-hmm. There was another one uh, above top secret, which is all about Illuminati and how the whole functionality of it and shit like that. Wasn't that one like tied in with the website above top secret though? It might have been like they helped him put that book out. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't read it. I wouldn't doubt it. I the mean, one that I liked that he wrote was uh, Rise of the Fourth Reich. Okay, that's a great book because it talks about it talks about Operation Paperclip and and you know splitting up the Nazis with the Russians and and all the Nazi scientists and engineers that came over here and some of the stuff you never hear about when people talk about operation paperclip because the history channel discovery channel they'll do stories about the nazis and operation paperclip and they'll acknowledge like we brought their best scientists over here and incorporated them into our shit but like you know that's where nasa came from straight up well you gotta emphasize that you said history channel discovery channel not not today's history channel discovery channel you gotta back that. You gotta date. You know, date that back. Oh yeah, like ten years ago. They I just, wouldn't know. I don't yeah. even watch it anymore. So yeah. jackpot. Exactly. Right. That's those networks have changed. Yep. Completely. I'm sure that more reality TV right. based and history yeah. channels barely even the History Channel. You almost. I don't know. Like there was a period of time where it was bullshit. literally the Nazi Channel. The History Channel was the Nazi <laughs> they Channel. They were. All they talked about was the Nazis. You know. Yeah. But then ratings were down, so right. then they got to change there. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're Keanu. It's true. It's a right? hard sell to Nazis for a lot of people. <laughs> for, you got to think lowest common denominator. Is somebody in North Dakota going to watch that shit? They don't right. care. Right. They want to drink their beer and watch something simple. Fucking yep. Nazis. They're not going to watch something like that. But right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you were, we were talking about the channels that has to have been a few years back that we were talking about History Channel. Just coming. right. Yeah. But that's the thing is ultimately like there was a lot of shit that we were talking about just casually like well not so much casually we talk at great links and shit you know because we hang out playing. I think it was like every time you know we'd see each other once or twice a week every time you'd show up at my house I'd have like 10 other things that I had researched in between the last time I saw you and it was all mind blowing shit like yeah. amazing that, yeah. shit like we were we were getting blown away every week you know. So like one of the sites that I remembered and I don't even know where this one's at um but there was a guy on there that was um, Project Camelot, and fucking they had uh, this dude, David Wilcock, on there. Yep. Who fucking 
ultimately blows my fucking mind. Yeah, Project Camelot was really interesting. It's a totally different thing now, but back at the inception, I was lucky enough to like find Project Camelot on YouTube and like right at the beginning of Project Camelot and like saw their very first interview and followed them for quite a period of time. But they were doing some mind-blowing interviews with ET UFO stuff. Right. And, you know, general conspiracy theory stuff. Um, but it was mostly ET, um, you know, secret space program type of shit. And like really amazing interviews with some really amazing people. Even if they're lying... What they're saying is completely amazing. Like if they're making this up, <laughs> they deserve my attention because what they're saying is just fucking insane. It is fascinating, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. David Wilcock fucking is like this dude. I mean, you look him up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Well, not even, well, yeah, you can't look him up on YouTube, but his actual website is divinecosmos.com. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean you can't look him up on YouTube? They, well, you know, actually, they recently. Uh, they recently shut down his YouTube page on him. Really? Yep. Why? Uh, it was some kind of, I forget what it was. It was some, they flagged him for something, and it was all the result of one individual. <laughs> it's like a conspiracy theory for the conspiracy theory. It, it, you know, like I guess the idea, right? the idea <laughs> is that, you know, he thinks somebody was trying to, you know, shut his YouTube channel down because of the stuff he was talking about. That very well could be the case. Who knows? You know? Oh, so like it, I haven't like checked out his stuff for a minute, but like the, the basic premise of who this dude is is that he's like a professional lecturer. He's very good at what he does. He's very articulate. He's very well read and but he's, he's intelligent as fuck. He explains it to you like you're five years old, and there's something about it where there's I gain this sort of weird fucking perception with it. Like I sponge that fucking stuff up. Hold on, let me give you a so rundown. Much. Let me give you a rundown on who he is. But this dude, he basically looks like. Fucking like um if you look back this guy fucking Edward um what's his name there? Fucking Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey. Right. <coughs> this David, David Wilcock was born in Rotterdam, New York on March eighth, nineteen seventy three. He attended the State University of New York at New Plaza and graduated with a BA in psychology and a master's equivalent in experience from his internship at a suicide hotline. Whatever that means. That's intense. He is an author, professional lecturer, filmmaker and researcher of ancient civilizations, consciousness, science, and new paradigms of matter and energy. Um, his first two books, The Source Field Investigations and The Synchronicity Key, were New York Times bestsellers. Um, he's got a new book out called uh, The Ascension Mysteries, Revealing the Cosmic Battle Between Good and Evil, uh, which is a bestseller on Amazon right now. So this dude, literally, if you look at a picture of Edgar Casey. On Google, just put in David Wilcock in there, Brian. Yeah, fucking, and then click on images. Take a look. You're gonna Edgar see Casey fucking too. Edgar Casey and fucking Edgar Casey's this dude who's like back in the twenties, right? Uh, he's hold a, on. I'll find out. He's fucking, um, fucking like ultimately like this fucking ESP motherfucker, right? <laughs> like he's, he was a clairvoyant. I know that. What um, do you mean by clairvoyant? Like explain. Joe in Ohio doesn't know what clairvoyant. He means. would make he would make predictions sure. on certain things. I'm pretty sure they came. Came true. Frequently asked questions on Edgar Casey. So fucking Edgar Casey though, fucking looks so much like not. It's actually not real cock, cock, right? Cock like a cock, not a X. Fucking not the cock, David. Yeah, not cock. the fighting cock. Uh, not the fighting cock in South Wilcox. Carolina. Right, one L, I think. Will uh, C O X will call one of those deals. Yeah, this yeah. motherfucker. This motherfucker. Okay. 
This dude. Wait, he's a no. Big, that's not that's him. That's that's that's, that's yeah. That's C O X. C O W I L C O C K. One L. So fucking, he looks fucking creepily fucking like this dude Edward fucking uh, Casey. Fucking yeah. The only David difference Wilcock. is David Wilcock has blonde hair and Casey had dark hair. This dude, right? Yeah. Wilcock. Yeah, that's Wilcock. That's, right that's the one I had. That's the uh, one I was looking real. up, and you're like, ah. no, do the other guy. Ah, I can't see him from here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, all right. So this this dude looks like another dude. Yeah. Well, Edgar Casey. I still don't know who the fuck he was. He was some kind of clairvoyant. He may have been a Freemason, I think. I don't know. But anyway, he made some oh, predictions. Oh, shit. They do look alike. Sorry. Yeah, it was like, they look cool. Just like yeah. each other. But there's a whole background to it. If you go on, if you go to uh, Project Camelot's original interview of, of David Wilcock, um, which is like a four hour long interview, it's one of the better ones. It's fucking. Br- and the thing is, this is kind of like a weird, like, prelude to like the podcast world like it was yeah. weird having all this like information just kind of dropped on your plate exploding all at the same time yeah it was like 2000 I mean, fuck it's like 2008 2009 fucking so like um i was listening to fucking david wilcock today fucking just to re- you know because i wanted to at least do some research fucking before i talked to you tonight because you actually mentioned it fucking yeah. i was pretty provocative he's there's one lecture on there on youtube called fucking earth is a fucking rehab that's not called, earth is a rehab planet a fucking rehab planet fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> fuck it. but ultimately it talks it's where about, everyone else in the galaxy goes for rehab yeah like but like rehabilitation as a fucking species right that's what's crazy is that like ultimately it's it suggests and like this is the thing you listen to this talk on on the youtube it's like 45 minutes long mm-hmm. And he talks about how there was a mass extinction event on Mars of an ancient civilization of fucking wicked tall motherfuckers, like 12 feet, anywhere between 12 to 70 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Fucking. That's a, that's a wide range you're talking about. 12 to 70 feet. But these dudes, not only that, Brian, some of these motherfuckers got like a bird head. Other motherfuckers that's, got like. Uh, that, that is stuff that like. There's another guy he's been working with closely. Uh, fuck was his name? Pete Peterson? No, it was. Uh, uh shit what was his fucking name hold on we'll find out this is the action right here so fucking this but here's the thing brian these people are so tall in the event of this mass extinction that occurred fucking somewhere around mars what they believe is one of the moons actually there's two solutions to where the uh, population of this mass extinction ended up one is on mars where that fucking faces you know you ever see the face of mars sidonia yes that i've seen they say that there's like a like a billion people in there some fucking astronomical fucking number of fucking crazy shit, right? And then the other is that fucking on the moon, it's widely regarded by several people, astrophysicists, all these people, that the moon is actually kind of fucking hollow, if not fucking entirely hollow. And a lot of people, is like, there's speculation that there's, like, fucking moon rooms underneath the surface that are inhabiting, like, fucking 100-foot ceilings for, like, these, like... For the tall motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's the thing. So it's, like... And, like, there was two mass extinction events that occurred on both moons at some point or another. And it's widely believed that fucking, like, all these, like, rehabilitated races were so, of, like, aliens and extraterrestrial life were so fucked up, they just couldn't stop fighting, right? No. And they just keep war. And it's just, that's part of their nature, right? Are you talking about the Anunnaki? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because the Anunnaki, it's, uh, it's sort of like, the Anunnaki, the history of the Anunnaki, it, it, it basically ties in with... Our Illuminati, I guess you would say, where there was two warring factions of the Anunnaki. You know, they were both powerful extraterrestrial beings, but they were at war with each other. And um, 
one was more pro-human than the other. You know what I mean? Right. It's the same thing with the Illuminati today. But uh, as far as like what you're talking about with the bird people. Right, right. Uh, that was that from as far as I know that they call them the blue avians and they're supposedly like a whole new a whole new race of extraterrestrial at least new to David Wilcock and this guy Corey Good he's been working with who is somebody who claims to have been to have worked with the secret space program and has been to other planets and on spacecraft within our galaxy for the secret space program. Um, but he claims to have had contact with this alien race called the blue avians. And they're literally humanoid beings, but they have bird heads and feathers all over their bodies. I've seen in Supermetro. They do artist renderings of, of what nice. they look like. And it's pretty fucking mind blowing. If, if, if that's real, like damn, you know, like literally people with bird heads. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, a dude earlier in the episode uh, who who teaches as if I'm five. What's his name? David Wilcock. Wilcock. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah. I got the right guy. So I'm that guy. I'm your audience for this. I'm the five yeah. year old. Right. You guys are way way deeper in this. This is beyond me. It's right, not so research. We're that way I've done. too far. Just pull us back. No, <laughs> I, and I will. If you're, if you're going too deep, I will jump in and say, yeah. explain it to me like I'm five. Right. But um, <coughs> so uh the. The, does the internet uh, access to the internet and that access to that information is that has that grown the conspiracy theory sort of not market but I don't know uh, I think versus uh, printing to like books and articles has the access to that information oh, online sure. that must have grown that market right absolutely I mean if we didn't have the internet and YouTube to stumble on this shit like we'd all still be asleep you know oh yeah but uh see age of information I mean no doubt about it. There's sure. a lot of shit out there. I mean, the thing that woke me up was one random fucking Tuesday night. It was probably 0304. I was just bored looking for some shock value. Typed in plane crashes on YouTube. And the results turned up certain 9-11 videos that I clicked on. And one of them within the first 20 seconds showed me footage with a very brief, very minimal explanation of what they're trying to explain and i got it right away and i was instantly woken up <laughs> there was no fucking turning back my life was changed forever there's more to the story always always but like you never found the pentagon video did you actually they just released there's um, new pictures the, i the seen images right yeah, yeah. And, and it uh, what the fuck was it? i didn't even look at them let's see 20, oh no they're, they're, no, i looked at some of them there was there was more of the actual crash scene and the actual site like somewhere from like overhead, looking down on the rings. Mm -hmm. Again, no fucking plane to be found anywhere. Right. You like know? fifteen years later, fifteen and a half years later, they've yeah. released these images. Almost sixteen years later. Yeah, and there's still no plane, no images of the plane. I mean, there's some images of some American Airlines scrap metal. Um, originally, there was there was a there was a jet engine on the lawn of the Pentagon, but it was far too small, and did not come from that airline or, or that. That that plane, which was a seven forty seven, I believe, or uh, seven sixty seven, whatever it was, like it, it, the engine that was found on that lawn could not have come from that plane that allegedly crashed there. You know, uh, and besides that, it was just like little scraps of metal. Yeah, I, I mean, even the 
you, all of a sudden we're talking about 9-11, but whatever. All right, but, no, no, that's, but that's the origin of where, where this, you're right, coming that's, from. That's, that's my origin. Yes. And that's kind of the fucked up thing. It's like the more you kind of look at that extraterrestrial shit and the history of humanity and the DNA of fucking society and all that bullshit, fucking like, it kind of comes back to the, the Illuminati in some way. It's like, well, what's the fucking secret? I want to fucking know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And then like, this is one of the things that he talks about in this video, even where it's like the cult of uh, Saturnella. What do you call it? Saturn, the fucking Saturn cult. I guess it was mimicked in fucking, um, fucking eyes wide shut, and it's oh, supposed yeah, yeah. to be like a descendant of fucking like a race of fucking extraterrestrial species from fucking Saturn or some shit. Sure, fucking land of fucking negative vibes, <laughs> and like that's like, <laughs> like that's the thing is like fucking like you know like when he talks about like like. The mass of a being is equal to the planets that they come from, and how massive those planets are in scale, fucking comparably, fucking the f- why you figure the fucking the seventy foot tall motherfucker prowls around out in this area, right? Because he's in fucking in Cosmo jail. You know Actually, I'm pretty mean? sure you talk about actual mass, like density. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Saturn is like the least dense. Planet but it was like all system. gas nowadays, right? Right, it's a gas giant. But it's like the least dense, dense of uh. But the moons, planet. the moons about that shit. That's where they're saying that a lot of the motherfuckers come from. Because uh, like, Saturn moons, yeah, yeah, the rings of the I, motherfuckers, I that like that's like where they say like all the cocksuckers are at fucking chilling. Right I actually now. heard something about um, somebody predicting like in some future timeline that Saturn will explode and turn into a new sun. Really. And that its moons will actually turn into habitable planets. Really. Yeah. I'm all in. I know nothing more than that. Honey, we're going not to saying, Saturn. <laughs> not saying I believe that's going to happen. I don't even fucking remember where I heard it, but <laughs> I heard that. You know, I'm a big, one of my main things in life, I like to ask the question, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, it, at some point, you can ask, I think, I don't know how many levels it is, but like five levels of why or seven levels of why, you can pretty much get to the deep meaning of what you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why would they cover up 9-11? You want to go into 9-11? Well, you are, well, that was your origin. Right, no, I'm wait, aware wait, you, wait a second. All right. It's evil nations, man. I mean, it's people that are pulling no. the strings to fucking... What do you got? What you brought you got? up 9-11. It was part of the origin to figure out and to eventually to get to other You're stories, You're going to talk about course. holograms and shit? No, I don't believe in that shit. That's just disinformation. Like, I mean, guide the show however you want, of course, but you mentioned 9-11. 9-11 was so. the thing that fucking woke me up. And as soon as I saw that first video, I could not stop watching. Like, I had to have the answer. I had to know why. You kept asking why. I, and I could not rest until I figured it out. And all of my free time, meaning time that I wasn't working or playing music, was spent in front of the computer or with my face in a book trying to figure this shit out. And it was probably a good five years until I could come to that conclusion that satisfied <laughs> me. Okay. Nine <clears throat> eleven was a false flag terror attack that was very intricate, very detailed. They claim four planes took off, were all hijacked. Three of those four planes hit their intended targets, being both World Trade Center towers, the Pentagon. And then the fourth plane was allegedly the whole let's roll story that turned into a movie united 93 where the occupants of the plane fought back against the terrorists and it ended into a nosedive into a field in shanksville pennsylvania where there is no plane no wreckage of a plane to speak of 
but we'll get there. Okay. <clears throat> so you got four planes take off from two from Logan, one from Newark, yep. one from Reagan. United 93 took off from Reagan, I think. Yeah. And Newark was the Pentagon? No, no, no. Come on, man. Reagan was the Pentagon. United 93 was from Newark. I think that's how it went. Um, all right. So the reality here is that the two planes that hit the World Trade Center, the first one we never saw until a little while longer when they released that video. A little later in the day, they released that one video of that plane flying in to the right. building. And it's 2001, so it's, again, you got to just draw that picture for people who are <coughs> younger listeners who right. don't understand that this is a time where there were cell phones, but it right. wasn't everyone they weren't and their smart. mother. They weren't smartphones, so not everybody and their mother was recording video fucking 24 hours a day. So originally, the one piece of video of that first plane hitting the tower came from a group of firefighters who were, uh, there was two firefighters who were filming a documentary about New York firefighters, and they were doing some kind of, uh, I don't know, lame-ass. They were doing some kind of lame-ass, like, <laughs> nice lame-ass, like, training thing out on the street yeah. a couple blocks from the World Trade Center. Shit shows, and just yeah. happened to I've look up that. and catch that fucking plane hitting the building. For a while, it was the only video of that plane hitting the building, right? But there's hundreds of videos of the second plane hitting because yeah. everybody was watching at that point. So... Once you start diving into this shit and trying to answer that question of why, how did this happen? Can we back up, though? TWA Flight 800. Yeah, you're going way back, dude. Yeah, yeah a little No, I mean, I'm <laughs> just saying. Well, I mean, but that was one of the first things I remember seeing on fucking TV. Where, yeah. like, it was like Peter Jennings on TV being like, was it an the terrorist? And, like, fucking, there's, like, broads in Long Island. But, like, it was something like a flat shot up. No, there was all just, kinds like, of people fucking, like, who witnessed that that said they saw something flying up towards the plane and then the plane exploded in the air and fell into the ocean and right away there was a lot of people who suspected that it was who shot it down either a terrorist act or an accidental shoot down from our own government which it turns out it was like the official story that the ntsb originally came up with or eventually came up with was that the plane exploded due to a spark that was that ignited the center fuel tank in that plane. Right. Um, which doesn't explain away numerous people who saw a flaming object flying up from the water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the plane, but whatever. They figure they'll just tell us that, you know, the, f the fuel tank exploded. It's all good. Right. It's Be all, all good. end all. A few years back, there was some kind of investigational documentary was done about that, a follow-up, where... They sort of uncovered that it was an accidental shoot down by our Navy. There was some kind of Navy drill going on yeah. offshore. Wrong place, wrong time. Right. And uh, I forget exactly how it happened. But yeah, like the government will never acknowledge that, that they accidentally shot down TWA Flight 800. But they wouldn't even acknowledge that they shot down United 93. Let me, let me reach on something here. Because you had a theory. Well, there was something popping off at this one too. Malaysia. That fucking flight. I have no idea. You read my mind. Fucking. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. 
And like there was one moment there. Wasn't there some dude who was like, yo, I got a phone up my ass. I'm in like some, what was that fucking weird island that Michael Bay filmed that? It was uh, Diego Garcia. That's it. Diego Garcia. Yeah. Okay. yeah, down off the coast of South Africa. It's a very unique, what do they call it? Um, Setting. Yeah, I mean it's an island, but it's like uh, setting. It's a territory. It's, it's like a, Guam, right? It's it's basically the perfect setup for, you know, uh, to have an airbase. And essentially, the British military or the British government owns that owns that piece of land. They share it with um, what country is it? I can't remember what country they share it with, but uh, sounds Spanish. They lease out the land to the U.S. Navy since like i don't know late 60s i think and ever since they've had it's one of the highest most top secret military bases in the world diego garcia it's like one of two places where the space shuttle could actually land in an emergency right really yeah so uh you know i'm I'm the fifth grade level here of uh of conspiracy and, and knowledge and so forth but uh correct me if i'm wrong wasn't there uh somebody on that plane the malaysia airlines plane Mm -hmm. Um, where they own some sort of license or some sort of uh, copyright yeah. uh, and that linked back to Rockefeller. Uh, yes. It was some sort of uh, computer program or something. There was something. Software. Um, there was or- some kind of software thing. It was going to be a big deal. And there was like, I want to say it was like numerous parties were involved. Yes. Like numerous people owned the rights to that software or whatever. Um, and they happened to be on that plane. And they happened to be on that plane and bought, you know, and I'm not trying to stir right, the pot right. on the conspiracy theory, right. you know, but that... No, that's one of the theories, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a motive. Think about it, that's like, a it's motive wrong, right there. Right? All right, but let, let me let me, let me me spin the board right now. Fucking a little and, more. Fucking well, like... Trying to take control of this show. What's well, going on over there? I've always liked the Bermuda Triangle, okay? And okay. the more I read into that, I was like, oh, what's this, like Atlantis or some shit? But even this David Wilcock motherfucker is talking about this thing. It's like the stacious shit. Which is like this wicked high powered fucking like crystallized fucking technology of like that's like a weapon of some sort. And like we're talking about fucking like there's somewhere allegedly around like the Ohio River, there's like the like a catacomb fucking of like this like with this crystals there and like fucking there's like these giant like twelve foot fucking sarcophagus laying there and shit. Right. And fucking like ultimately there's like some sort of fucked up stagate that's there. And this fucking, ultimately, what's crazy is that a lot of these, like, this ET fucking life that comes here to inhabit our planet is centralized around using this, like, crystal shit, right? And fucking, so it's kind of like a tribute to their layer, because, like, you know, the different races of humanity on Earth, like, represent the different races of people that have been here, you know, between Asians and, and like, uh, like, like, redhead, redheaded white people, like, the first white people ever, like, show up according to some Gingers. Yeah, the gingers, right? But that's the thing. So it's like, what if you got a Stargate? You know, like, like somewhere in Ohio, right? Ohio sounds right. I, I like that. Fucking the giant Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Zenia, like your Ohio. hospital in Dayton. Dayton. No, Dayton Dayton's a fun place, man. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I had a blast in Dayton. Yeah. Josh didn't. Nobody has a blast anywhere in Ohio. I don't care. Lima yeah. or Dayton. Yeah, but fucking. But that's the thing. So, like, what if there was a Stargate? What if What if that happened to fucking nine eleven? Or if they just used they took a Stargate plane with nine eleven. Yeah, they, or yeah, Malaysia. It was a deep. So what if they they hijacked a fucking plane and used it like a hijacked fucking plane, for, as a, as a cover in nine eleven and crashed it in there as a decoy, 
Because fucking, like, people was like, you know, wasn't like another theory that fucking the planes itself weren't even the right ones that was using it? Like, the- Well, that's my theory. I mean, it's and it's kind of backed up. I mean, it has nothing to do with Stargates or Ohio, but <laughs> my show theory, is over then. I'm not talking about it. My theory that I eventually, you know, was able to resolve all this for my own personal need was that, and there's video to back this up, the two planes that were flown into the Twin Towers were not the planes they said they were. It was supposed to be like... That's what I mean, yeah. It was supposed to be like United 175 and, and American 77 or something like that. Um, but the flight numbers changed. Well, out of those four planes that took off that day that were hijacked, only two of them were actually scheduled to fly. Gotcha. All right, there yeah. were no flight manifests or, or flight plans logged for two of those flights. Which ones? I don't know. I don't remember. But... So if two of them weren't supposed to fly, right, you got to eliminate two of those. How do you eliminate two of those? Well, we know that there was no plane in Shanksville, right? We know there was no plane to hit the Pentagon. And the two planes, in my opinion, that hit the World Trade Center weren't the planes they said they were. They didn't have anybody on them. They were remote-controlled weapons. What's my evidence for this? This video you can pull up, <coughs> taken that day, actually of both buildings getting hit. There is one video that shows evidence of a laser-guided weapon of the first building getting hit. And then there's multiple of the second building getting hit. And it's evidence because they were filmed on certain cameras that had a lens that would pick up light in the infrared spectrum. Of course. Okay. And I remember seeing this that day when they were playing back all that shit on the news. <coughs> there was... There's one, probably the most played of these videos was one where they're showing you the building from a certain angle and you see this like white dot coming across the side of the building and like all of a sudden the plane comes into frame and just smacks into the building exactly where the dot is, right? Fucking laser guided. Right. Explosion comes out the other side, big fireball. And at the same time, that white dot is continuing across the fireball, then onto the next building and then it disappears. Okay, and if you're just looking at it, not looking for that, or, or not fully examining it, you think it was a piece of paper flying across the sky, right? Anyway, there's multiple videos of the second building, the second plane hitting that building, which makes sense. There should with be. that same white dot. And there's others. There's actually others with other white dots or that infrared light elsewhere in Manhattan that day. Um, <clears throat> so if there were laser guided weapons, what about the two planes that allegedly took off from Logan? Half full, both half full, not even half full, heading to the same place, taking off an hour apart from each other. Well, you can account for all those people if you put them all on the same plane, the same flight. It takes off from Logan and it's flying to LA. It's never hijacked. It explodes in the sky and those people are all dead. Okay. The, the plane that hit the Pentagon was literally the entire manifest of people on that plane were people from the military-industrial complex, people who worked in the Pentagon for the military, military contractors, Raytheon, Boeing, you name it. Why was it special that they crashed into that side of the Pentagon? What was there? And there was nobody really occupying that side of the Pentagon because it had just been renovated and it had just been... Literally upgraded with blast-proof windows, like three-inch thick blast-proof windows. It was literally made blast-proof. 
They finished the, the work like three days before. And then a plane just happens, or allegedly a plane happens to fly into the side of the Pentagon at 500 miles an hour, like 20 feet off the ground. Impossible. American muscle. A lot of good brick <coughs> in there. Well, a lot of good mortar. Mix the good only mortar. people that were anywhere near there, and there were people that died from this, were the people who were auditing the defense budget the day before on 9-10-2001. <laughs> defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld holds a press conference and announces that they can't account for it's like $2.7 trillion missing from the defense budget. Come on. Whoops. $2.7 trillion. Sorry about that. He made that announcement the day before 9-11. And on 9-11, the people who were auditing that, trying to find the answers, were killed in no. the Pentagon. No. Yeah. No. Look it up, brother. Not my government. <laughs> not my guy. I right. thought Donnie Rumsfeld was a good guy. He was Donald nice. Rumsfeld. Yeah, Donald. he was a nice, nice guy. And there are... You know, there are knowns and then there's unknowns. And there's the knows we know about and the knowns we don't know about. You ever seen that video? No, I, I think I did. I, I did. It's been so long. It's him doing like a press conference and like they talk about knowns and known knowns and unknown knowns. It's fucking weird, dude. So I, I get the the theory of this show is to, uh, you know, open our minds a little for anybody listening to whatever you read or see online or, you know, see in, on the news. That's not everything. No, not at all. It's not even close. But I, I guess the foundation of it is to keep asking why. Uh, if you keep asking why, you'll gain no, more information, and you'll, you know, maybe you'll get to the deeper root of the meaning. Right? Why? Why would they um, even coordinate some sort of plan going into the Pentagon? I feel like the message could have already been. Now, could. correct me if I'm wrong. Would they? I, I feel like the, the, the planes reasons. going into the towers was to go to war, right? Well, That's my guess. The whole event of 9-11 was for multiple reasons. It it allowed them to go to war with in Afghanistan. That was a big factor. And Iraq. They used it in Iraq, too. Um, it also allowed for the creation and implementation of the Patriot Act, which... Oh, that ties in well. Yeah, that was I a mean, good thing, right? No. <laughs> Why not? It's probably the worst thing that's happened, you know, in terms of loss of civil liberties in the last 20 years you know if you're not guilty you know you, know. you got nothing to hide yeah what's the big deal <laughs> that's the mentality <laughs> so but, uh, okay so there they, was many I, things that came about as a result you think wait was the patriot Act responsible in some way you think even for like eh, it probably is for like the whole broadband fucking isp thing i was thinking out loud what do you right mean now I don't know, just because it's being sold like that's fucking information that can be used against you and somehow like it's public information like you know, fucking like Patriot Act pretty much just like immediately fucking put a brand in the circuit board to make sure that fucking all technology would kind of streamline to them and they would have access. We talk about these. It paves the way for all the other acts that came about that you know, but like dissolved all our privacy. Big surprise yeah. that the fucking smart TVs are spying on you. Right. Like fucking like, of course it could. Why wouldn't it? Right. It's fucking a smart like smart TV. It's yeah supposed to like you know it's supposed <laughs> to show you video and and behind the scenes program yeah. you but the smart aspect of it doesn't involve you in any way really it just involves them watching you gary in south uh, carolina <laughs> does tech support he can look at everything that you just did and all that bullshit it's like he's already fucking there right. you know what i mean like fucking you know I, I don't know where i stand on this issue the um the whole isp deal because it's because we're not being forced to sign up for these private companies, right? We're not being forced to get cable or internet or anything. So are we relinquishing our rights because it's a private company? Like, we're paying. They can do whatever the fuck they want with our 
because we're just a customer. They can do whatever. You know, if we go to Target, they fucking track everything you you buy. You know, if, ta- you, if you give them a credit card, they're going to track everything. They track what you buy. Well, but, exactly. But the question because is, it's a private company, do they have that? The issue right is that like, is technology that. a right or a privilege? It's not even technology. It's, Good point. It's like you know, you're talking about Snowden and what he said. The NSA is doing. They're literally storing all the metadata, meaning every email, fucking voicemail, whatever. Everything you do on the internet gets stored somehow. I don't know how they can fucking do that, but they'll find a way. Right. They do it, and and should they need it someday, they can pull it up and look at that conversation you had with so and so via email and use it against you somehow. Yeah. Uh, right. Know. Did you see Tickled yet? I have not seen Tickled yet. It was on. It was on last week, and I was like, Josh was like all excited about that movie. I'm not, I'm not ready to go there yet. I don't know, man. You got some stock in this movie or some bullshit? I've, I think I've heard like three different. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're pushing it. I just, it, it's just, you know, what you said, right? It was kind of played into that. Have you seen Split yet? That movie's no. fucking awesome, dude. Uh, and again, I know we're really covering 9 11 and Pentagon and all this stuff, but okay, so if, what, what would be the Pentagon's side of, like, if, why would they uh, throw a, a plane? You can't see me doing quotes. Why would they throw a plane into the Pentagon? Could they have gotten the same agenda just by doing the towers and that was it? No. Because they had a different agenda for the, the well. Pentagon I mean, here's aspect. the absurdity. What's of it. up about wait, they, they claim seven. they claim that a plane flew into the Pentagon, right? The Pentagon Clank, is the most yes. heavily armed building on the planet. It's got its own automated missile defense system no that argument. will automatically target and fire on any aircraft that does not have a military transponder that gets within a certain range. They have the technology to do that, and it's had it since the inception of the Pentagon. And so, why that failed, and no one's talking about that, I don't know. That I thought shit. it was like Jerusalem or whatever, Israel. I don't think they have that little dome. And the all Iron that. Dome, it's just yeah. a, a way of dismantling incoming. Well, how come orders? we don't have that on the Pentagon? What the fuck? I'm sure they do. It's like a football field. I'm sure they do, but there was no plane. We're on Trump Tower now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Trump Tower's going to have lasers, I hope. You think that would be cool if they had like a new technology? To fucking... fucking lasers, man. Now, again, I, I'm your lowest common denominator audience. I'm just the guy mm-hmm. who just keeps asking why. So Yeah, I mean... Why would the Pentagon allow that to happen? Uh, yeah, well, why Why the Pentagon? Well, what have the gain from it? Yeah, why they the Pentagon? tons to gain. I mean, it's they a military-industrial complex. It's, yeah. you know, you got the higher-ups in the Pentagon. They eventually, you know, they, they retire from their position in the sure. military, and they move on to, you know, be CEOs and, and you know, high-ups in these companies that contract for the military. They are literally the link that guarantees these contracts for the military. Um, look at how much they've earned since fucking nine eleven. I mean, look how it's much the, the, the defense budget goes up. Why do you think we balanced the budget in the nineties? We had have- we weren't spending money on fucking war toys and shit. I mean, we were, but not at fucking committed fucking in, you know campaigns and shit like that. No, know? it was more about smuggling coke into the country back then. Well, those are simpler times, <laughs> you know. Why can't we just get back to that? Just legalize it, make more money that way. Trump should be on that. He's the man in the eighties. He understands the value of cocaine. I'm sure. Yeah. Good, good for the economy. Well, my theory on Trump. Oh, everyone's Can we get into my theory yeah. on Trump. What? Hey, you're going. Is there, there a theory? Let's go there. What do you mean, fucking? I, is this guy the meanest of the mean? Is he like the worst race of like super genetic? He's alien? not for real, man. Like if he was for real, and all the shit that's gone down that everyone's all up in arms about yeah. was really going down for real, they would have shot that motherfucker on day one. He would have been dead on day one. He would have been dead before he even got to day one. They killed Bobby Kennedy when he won the the California primary. That didn't take long. He won the California primary. He didn't even get the nomination. 
Yeah, well, fucking maybe they, uh, they're interested in what he has to serve. I mean, he's kind of in favor of the military-industrial complex. So it's Who, what's Trump? Yeah. And, but, My however, theory is that he's not for real. And, and going into this, like, you think he's a joke? Full disclosure, I didn't know what he was in the beginning. You think okay? he's a joke? I, I didn't know if he was for real going up against Hillary Clinton, which is the Antichrist, the, the most wretched, worst candidate you could ever have in the office. She is evil, pure evil. Okay. But I didn't know if he was for real or not. My theory during the election leading up to it was that he was just there to make sure she got in because everybody fucking hates that cunt. He was, yeah, the, <clears throat> I don't know, the A-B comparison. If you put her next to him. Right. She looks look a whole lot better. If you put them next to, to each a lot other, of people. Yes. Yeah. That was my theory during the whole election. And then we find ourselves in denver colorado on election night playing a show and then sitting there watching this election like nah dude it'll change <laughs> she's not gonna it. fucking bonnie's win. right here she's gonna <laughs> win dude and we're just like blown the fuck away yeah. like holy fuck he won it happened it like, happened it, right no, everybody was shocked so here's right? my theory my theory was <laughs> like, that this is actually happening my theory was that you know he wasn't th- put there to make sure she won he was always supposed to win and he's not a real republican just like george bush too was not a real Republican. He was not the person he campaigned on. Every what is a real Republican like? I mean, why the you know? What do you he was not a true it? conservative anyway. Yeah, when, you know George Bush too. When he campaigned for president, everything he campaigned on was like we're not going to be a, we're not going to be the world's police. We're not going to be nation building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything that guy said, good one, and promised in his campaign. He did the exact opposite. And that's what they always do. They all do that up until Trump. Because day one, he's like doing everything he promised, right? <clears throat> My theory on Trump is that he was always supposed to be the guy. And he's definitely not for real. They would have fucking killed him by now. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think... My theory is that everybody's just dumb and lazy in this country. <laughs> more people voted for him. A lot of people voted for her too. You know, I that's, think there's a lot the of people only... that got out there and voted this it, time around. But... And but in the end, though, whoever had the more fanatical, dedicated base was getting it. It's like the Bernie people uh, kind of they got that on the left and and Dude, but they, we've got had on the proven, right. We've had proven multiple. Uh, you know, the the last three elections prior to this election, we've had proven election tampering. Like rigged election. So you in on Russia? I mean, what, I'm not what's, talking about Russia. Yeah, no. but what's that's up? That's a sideshow, dude. That's a sideshow. Yeah. Why? I mean, is is Trump a victim? You really think Trump's a victim? Maybe? Trump is a puppet, no different than anyone else. Well, fucking, he's obviously got a lot of interest, though. I mean, I think if anybody's skeptical of the Illuminati and what they're fucking doing and represent, I don't think you he see, is. I think you rep. Yeah, but dude, he's got like Rex Tillerson in fucking Russia, fucking with the oil and shit. I mean, that's. It, a lot of people are there in his vested interest as a businessman. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fucked up. That's kind of fucked up. Right. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't say anything one way or another as to whether he's real or not, you know? Well, I mean, what do you mean by real, though? Like, he's a hologram or some shit? I mean, the theory now is, like, Trump kind of campaigned on, like, I'm the fucking truther fucking president. Yeah, you know? The guy did. was on fucking Alex Jones' show. Yeah. Alex Jones fucking supported that guy. From the second he announced his his campaign. And we've been watching Alex Jones for like 10 Unequivocally, years. Unequivocally, there was no arguing he wasn't. the other direction. And, and that that is the, like the last straw for me with Alex Jones. Like that, I haven't watched Alex Jones since. Right. Like, you're, you're just straight up backing this guy? He says that he's talking to Trump on the phone every other day. 
I, I wouldn't him, doubt in, it. Inside information. But you know, now I know that Alex Jones sold out. Well, I mean, when wasn't he though? I mean, like his viewership. I mean, that's in the end. It was like, you know, he talks about hating the media, but he's a giant media source in his own right. Oh no, he's tr- he's totally turned Infowars and, and his whole it's a machine. He's turned it into a machine that is on par with any other mainstream media source. I think there was that- actually a video that Malika sent me about a month ago that was really interesting. It was. She sent it to me. It was. It was. She, the reason she sent it was because uh, every time she comes over to, to practice, which is very rare, <laughs> very fucking savage. Rare. But anytime she comes over to practice, she comes to my house. Like it's usually around five o'clock or so, six o'clock. <laughs> and so they'll come up to my apartment first, and like I'm just sitting there warming up, watching fucking mainstream news, right? Well, she lives in Prague all, now. She no, lives in all, Prague. She, all, every time this happens, they're all dumbfounded. Like, why the fuck is he watching this? This kid's yeah. like the biggest fucking conspiracy theorist I know, right? And my argument is always like, you know, just because you know it's bullshit and that they're they're literally pitching a a, a line for the Illuminati or the powers that be doesn't mean you should fucking ignore it. Like, you should take in all that fucking information. Like, I want to know what the fuck they're trying to sell me. The data dump. You take it all in. Take it all in. Like, if it's bullshit or malarkey or whatever, take it's data. It's a that's lot. always been my argument. Take, it, take all it all in. in. I want to know what they're trying to sell me. What kind of bullshit they're expecting me to believe? Just because you're watching it doesn't no, mean you're believing it. It doesn't mean I'm not watching other news. Like I make my own decision on what the news is. And no, you watch enough, Young you know? Turks and fucking. No, I haven't watched that in like two years. Oh really? Yeah. Well, fuck. But you do try to fucking you know you dip from all different sides of the fucking. I'm very know? like I'll I'll give anyone a chance at least once, but like. You know, not that I've always just trusted Alex Jones, but like there was definitely a point in time where the stuff that guy did was huge. The stuff that he shed light on was huge to a lot of people. Yeah. And now he's fucking sold out. Anyway, this video Malika sent me was like, it was like a, a mashup of all these different news sources, TV news sources. And it was showing like the graphics that are like always behind them or at the bottom of the screen, it's always like these circles or half circles spinning around. Right. Yep. Right. And it's like, they keep it on the whole time and it's, it's every once in a while it starts spinning again. It's always these weird graphics to just like subtly lull you into yeah. whatever the fuck they're trying to say, mm. you know? And it makes perfect sense. It's literally hypnotizing, right? It's programming. Yeah. I know we've gone from like, <clears throat> but it, in that video, it was also the Alex Jones show. Which probably had like the most elaborate of those spinning circles and half he circles. He studies it. That's what I'm saying. It's like that motherfucker rails against that shit, but he mm-hmm. uses all that fucking tactic yeah. better than any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. like yep. and what's best is that he's unfuck. Now it's just he's so self-made and shit. You know, he's he fucking he outviews. I think he's got higher ratings. He's the number three most watched media source in America. But I think it's more than like everybody else, like below him too or somehow too like there was some bullshit like stat like that like mm-hmm. fucking he's annihilating everybody pretty yeah. much like it's crazy fucking yeah and that's i don't know what can you say about it fucking i mean we, we've been watching him for like 10 years you know going regardless back. of whether he sold out or not like even you know even like this version of sold out alex jones and Infowars is still a thousand times better than whatever the fuck they're showing you on nbc or abc or cbs or cnn or fox i know we, we jumped around from conspiracy even to yeah. like 9-11 to politics and, It'll all come and back media around. sources but like uh just a delirium uh, of fucking like, madness yeah all right uh electoral college right so like uh so you had uh 
Trump didn't get the popular vote, right? Nope. Hillary got the popular vote. Uh, I actually haven't checked that since election night, but I think it might have actually gone back the other way. I could be wrong. Huh. I think you're wrong. Am I? I, 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 I thought I had heard that actually they had like fucking retaliated and he actually won the popular vote too. I'm not like saying know. there's like a conspiracy behind it, know. but like it kind of, it, it didn't hit me until fucking age 32 about the whole, the whole time I'm like, go by the popular vote. Whoever gets the most votes, right. most Americans, mm-hmm. most people who are voting is the winner. Best yeah. man wins. The electoral then, college is the worst oh. thing that's ever happened in this country. But then somebody, somebody said to me, um, if it came down to popular vote, um, those candidates won't even fucking walk into North Dakota, South Dakota, these middle Midwestern towns. that will get no acknowledgement whatsoever. So those people won't feel as. Yeah. That's what Tommy Laren says and all that. Important. Like fucking, you know, I'm you going know. with that. If somebody told me this theory and I, and it, you know, maybe think yeah. about it more. No, it, it's otherwise it's, they're going to go to New York, California, Florida, Texas, and fuck the rest of the country. Yeah. I, I don't buy that. I mean, I mean, it, it's a possibility, but in the end, I think really, I don't know. I think the answer to that is it's that those, those states... I think the bottom could, line you know, is like it doesn't matter where the fuck they live in whatever fucking state of the country. Like, it, it's literally... Yeah, I do, please. Hey, you know what? Why don't we... Um, we're on Direct Input Podcast episode... 32. 32? We're going to take a five. Symbolic number. Oh, yeah? Fucking- See, that was our pitch. Maybe we'll continue this speech about uh, the Electoral College. We'll be yeah, right definitely. back. Take a butt break. All right, so when you talk about fucking electrical college, electrical, electrical, co- <laughs> I went to electrical college. <laughs> fucking, is that just like some like fucking grand scheme of like population control? No, it's a way of a way of fucking. It's probably like the the primitive way of rigging the vote. Yeah, but aren't you fucking fucking with the population, the districts, and how people are populated and their likelihood of fucking you know showing up or some shit like that? Maybe I don't know. All I know is that like, it's there's been numerous cases where you know, including this past election, where the popular vote was different than the electoral college vote. You know, the same was the case with uh, Al Gore and Bush. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all that fucking controversy. But I mean, you know, like, are you telling people who are living? I don't know. South Carolina, your vote means a third of the value of somebody from California's vote. With the college, you mean? Yes, with the college. Right. You're telling people in some states who yeah. have less population. You're basically putting a percentage. You have a vote, but it's not as heavy as California vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like I thought it was like it's based on, on population, ain't it? Right. The census. The census is right. like ultimately responsible for drawing the actual lines of how the the college is split and fucking. Oh, that makes okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like you know, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because in the end, when we talk about the Illuminati and fucking resources being controlled, and even the shit with David Wilcock and fucking all this crazy shit, isn't it just about fucking survival and fucking controlling and fucking you know? Like your own bloodline and shit like that. Isn't that like the ultimate motivation of fucking a lot of these evil nations and powers that be? I mean, the powers that be have been the powers that be since, you know, the beginning of fucking man. I mean, it's it's always been the same group of individuals in control. It's been on, always been the same families, you know? And supposedly, if you buy into the whole alien side of shit and you go looking into that area, they're direct descendants of them. You know what I mean? No shit. <laughs> That's what David, David Wilcock goes extensively into that. Right, right, right. I mean, 
Because that's the thing. It's like fucking like there's like stories like he talks about in this um in that to- in that whack show like there's these like wicked fucking crazy like textbooks that are like in the, the uh, Vatican Library. That's that, always been known. But, but it's mean, like digital like shit though, like a digital uh, like uh like kind of like backcode like type text. Like they're, they're very like interesting, unique books. And there's like metal tablets. I've heard like other stories about like metal tablets and shit like that. Nobody really knows because you know. All the most secret shit, all the most important literature ever is in that library. And, right. You know. Help help me out. Uh, help me understand. So, like, uh, a lot of people feel, you know, with the internet, anybody can publish anything on the internet. So, you kind of lose that, quote, unquote, credibility. Mm-hmm. But the one theory that I felt is that anybody can fucking publish a book. Right. Back 60s, 70s, 80s, way before the internet, there were so many books out there Who's to say that any of those resources or sources are credible? Right. Now, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I always I always hate it when teachers or instructors or anybody was like, oh, if it's on the online, it's not credible. I've heard that many times where, you know, just because people of- refer to, you know, information you get off the internet is is completely unreliable and that's bullshit. The internet is the greatest invention we will ever see in our lifetimes, I think. You know, I mean I can't argue that. The difference between internet and no internet is insane. I mean, we were talking about this on the podcast even like last week. It was like we kind of grew up in this area where like we were we're right on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. like like those dudes grew up like not even really remembering nine eleven, but like we grew up with like <laughs> rotor you know rotary dial telephones yeah. and fucking Ticketmaster and. Mm-hmm. You know, like fucking Nintendo. But like you see that rapid progression. That's the thing. It's this, this rapid acceleration of fucking technology yes. and consciousness. Yep. And from Roswell on. Yeah. And that was the thing too. Like, uh, like a lot of people, like there's like broad speculation that ultimately, like, there's so much evidence that fucking can back up this whole theory of fucking like Anunnaki type beings, like fucking cross settlingness. Like, and the, there's a widespread belief that fucking. The information has been with, withheld from us because fucking it's ultimately going to promote a widespread collapse of like humanity. Like, you mean as far as like ET and UFO info? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's been disclosure um, internationally. There's been certain countries who have like come out and disclosed everything they have or claim everything they have right. on UFO recovery and whatnot. And, and, interception by military whatever there's been multiple countries that have done that the u.s is like the one country that doesn't will not acknowledge that shit but like you know and that's always been the 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 running excuse is that we can't handle the truth if we found out the truth of you know what's really out there and, and our full the truth of our full interaction with what's really out there that it would be total bedlam. And I just, I've never been able to make sense of that. I've never been able to ration that in my mind, you know? Well, I think it makes sense when you look at fucking some motherfuckers who are obsessed with religion. And when you have fucking like a flat earth motherfucker, fucking all of a sudden, suddenly have his entire world fucking smashed to bits. I might just say straight up. And this is coming from the conspiracy theorist in your circle of friends. Yeah. Flat earth people are fucking retards. Right. 
I told the story like the day after we woke up from Trump being elected, we were in Kansas, and some dude behind the counter at the gas station told Sam that the earth was flat. <laughs> and it's like, it kind of like the Trump election made sense to me like immediately. Like, I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's why he yeah. won. <laughs> Man, you can talk about, you know, some people say don't talk about certain topics on a podcast because you're going to split your audience. You guys are talking about religion, we're talking about politics, and we're talking about conspiracy theories. So that all that shit's out the fucking window sure, on this and episode. All, they all go hand in hand with each other. Yep. They're yeah. all related. They do. It's a trifecta. I mean, you mentioned religion, you know, like, and I think what you're saying is like, you know, what about very fundamental so yeah what if you what if these people that are god-fearing people mm-hmm. and live a, a moral code their entire fucking life fucking not fucking being dickheads because they want to fucking you know go to heaven or whatever what if all of a sudden it's like hey that doesn't matter by the way well it's, it's like not and then everybody just starts becoming dickheads no, you know and here's the deal, here's crumbles. The deal. like you know it's not necessarily people who live that type of life because i'll say straight up i am actually a god-fearing person okay I am that person that believes that the the battle between evolution and creationism is fucking stupid. It's just like uh, you know, it's it, it's it's literally negating the truth, and the and that's that they're both right and they're both wrong. You know what I mean? Like evolution doesn't answer everything, but it is a real part of of life on Earth, and you know, our evolution to where we are. But there is also, in my opinion, I've come to this conclusion somewhere in the last 10 years, that there is some kind of fucking higher power out there. What it is, I don't know. I suspect it to be alien, you know, or or who the fuck knows? I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. There's the theory that our world, our conscious world, our reality that we live in every day is actually an illusion, a hologram of sorts and that our true selves are actually somewhere else and we're actually dreaming this right now <laughs> a higher power to me uh, fills the gap of knowledge that we don't have right if we don't have an answer to something the higher power will fill sure. that role yep fill the hole mm-hmm. for most people i mean you know, the evolution of- side of things says that it was all an accident it was a big bang it, it, you know without that we just came about naturally Right, mm. but if you look at the actual detail and, and there's a rapid acceleration, intense, yeah, intense like there's a super gap, and it's almost like fucking the way it's relative almost to the way technology is excelled. Yeah, you know, like how fucking fast that fucking just we talked about fucking you know um, ever since fucking like the internet coming up and shit like that, everything's mm-hmm. just gotten faster and faster. We were right. just talking about before we got on even Nintendo, you know, it's like. You grow up in this weird cusp of like, you know, late 60s, 70s, and you kind of see the whole fucking world change, but still be able to adapt to it and mm-hmm. fucking be technologically smart, you know? like The, the way the world, cha- like, you know, it used to be that the world would change, you know, in 25, 30 year increments. You know what I mean? You'd notice a difference in in technology or, or just technology in general. Now it's in like eight to 10 year increments. It's slowed down. No, it's going it's going faster. Okay. Yeah, it's like accelerating. Ten universe. years from now, like everything we're doing right now will be primitive. You know what I mean? That's like I'll be able yeah. to do this with my phone. We don't even have to be in the same room. And you know what I mean? Like we won't even need the internet or the computers. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. all be linked up to it through our brains. Because that's where they're heading. 
It is. I mean, like, in Rogan talks about that a lot, too, where, like, it feels like technology. Yeah. yeah like that's where they're going. So it's almost Which like. Which is fucking frightening. Half man, half machine, bioengineered motherfuckers. I mean, they're, you know, these AI. are the people. These, This is the Illuminati. This is the powers that be. The, the people that control everything, the richest shit, the richest motherfuckers on earth, they want to be immortal. And that is their end game. They want eternal life. And so that's why there's this jump in technology. They want AI created and evolved to the point where they can literally insert their consciousness in that AI and robotic body that goes along with it or whatever the fuck it's going to be. They want that eternal life through that means. David from Prometheus. Exactly. <laughs> that looks fucking sick. The new one's coming out. I'm looking forward to that one. There's actually two androids. Michael Fassbender is playing David. And uh, Walter is another android that comes on the Covenant. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's the second version. It's the follow-up version of, of David. <laughs> it's fucking... Imagine pro wrestling with fucking half-robot dudes. Fucking well, David's a full <laughs> boy. That's something to think about. I mean, <clears throat> you got bionic motherfuckers showing up. Like that—that's the next thing. Like Vince is a, like the first dude to fucking bring in like a it's half coming, machine dude. dude. It's coming. Like, and, they're at that level. Like you look at—you know—I've—I bring this up all the time. Anytime I get in these conversations, you look at DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's like the longest name for any. <laughs> right? DARPA. So, DARPA. DAPA. The Defense DAPA. Advanced Research Projects Agency. Their mandate is to work on, discover, and implement the shit that is beyond your wildest dreams. Okay? They're responsible for the internet, the creation of the internet. Really? They literally are the ones that brought us the internet. What's Al Gore was lying. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> what about this interdimensional shit, though? Like, oh, wait, fucking- let, me, let me finish about DARPA. Like, DARPA has... DARPA has tons and tons of different scientific projects they're working on. Everything from from drones to robots to you know biological shit. But they have a they've for the last 10, 15 years they've been working on their uh, future soldier program, which is a super soldier program. It's about enhancing the technology of the battlefield and, and eliminating all the drawbacks of the battlefield, which is veterans the human body you know and its weaknesses <clears throat> you know you get you get a soldier that gets killed you know gets injured in the line of duty right he's going to bleed to death like they're literally working on stuff preventing that from happening and allowing them to continue on in the battle like literally well they're, they're literally working nobody on- wants to pay for health care but we'll buy a new fucking computer you know <laughs> Fucking get a new fucking PlayStation every two years, it seems like, you know. I don't buy any of that shit. I actually don't own a computer right now. No? You done with it? Uh, it shit the bed. It shit the bed? I've been unemployed for four months because of my fucking band. <laughs> fucking band. <laughs> Those assholes. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you this long to fucking lose a job over fucking playing a well, I quit the band. I, I quit the job quit, over quit the, the band. band. <laughs> I quit the job over the band, and then, you know, it took four fucking months to get a new one. Yeah. That's, you know, it's life. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, I'll get you a new computer. Get you a notebook. Fucking tablet. Tablet's where it's at. I don't nowadays. want a tablet. Oh, no. why? You've got Reddit. Fucking just read Reddit. It's great. It's no. fun. You need a... Uh, it's exciting. Earth porn. 
It's all that good stuff. But back to the Super Soldier program, like they're literally, they have multiple branches of that program. Okay. Some of them are working on like uh, exoskeleton suits. Like you see in, uh, what was that where, movie? Where are these places? What was that movie? Is this Brathian? Who are they? DARPA is, is, DARPA was originally, it's an agency that is a part of the Defense Department, but it was originally started with, uh, in conjunction with like the University of Alaska um, and somebody else, I forget, HARP yeah. fell under DARPA. They really? created HARP. That was like their, you know, that was probably their first big, in, you know, intimidating project that came out that they were involved in. And HARP's like massive, like series of antennas. Like It's got multiple uses. It can create earthquakes. It can be focused to create earthquakes. Um, it it can be used. the The official explanation of HARP is that it's it's um, essentially like heating up the ionosphere. It, it shoots radio waves from Earth up to the ionosphere, and somehow allows for uh, better communications with subs on the other side of the planet. We mean subs, submarines. Submarines, yeah. So. Jesus. Like steak bombs, chicken parms. Yeah. Probably, yeah, you know. It's got a fucking hero sandwich. <laughs> it allows you to communicate with steak and cheese better. <laughs> but uh, the mood. Know, submarines are any kind of communication. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Basically, it, it heats up the ionosphere and some kind of scientific shit happens. And You, you know, know, my cousin laughed at me. He's a cap. He's like on a fucking submarine somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you know, they got like submarines fucking like in channels underneath like fucking California. Oh, uh, yeah. I love fucking, that theory. I yeah. love that theory. It's There's like, a theory. This guy, Jim Lear, he's the son of the creator of the Lear Jet. Okay. Okay. Yep. Jim Lear put forth this theory, and I forget what his sources were for it, but it, it, actually the source for it was somebody who used to be a submarine uh, captain. Somebody, a U.S. Navy submarine captain. Yeah. Oh allegedly told him this information and drew him maps and shit. Right. But you can go to his website and read his his essay on this this theory. The theory is that the west coast of the United States, you know, from Washington down to, you know, Mexico, it actually has huge underwater caverns under the ocean that literally travel in towards the middle of the country. Okay? And, and one of the theories that one of the things that kind of backs that theory up is that the U.S. Navy's biggest and most active submarine base is in Hawthorne, Nevada, where there's no ocean. Yeah, huh. it's like the northwest corner or whatever. It's, right. like, it's parallel with the fucking bay of fucking not like Oakland and, and San Francisco and That's- all that shit. But it's hundreds of miles in from the coast. Was there a fucking pond there, maybe? Like, are they building like, That's where they arm them with nuclear weapons in Hawthorne, Nevada. How do they get them there? How do they arm them there? It kind of backs up this theory. And, like, he explains in this essay, like, that there's literally underwater caverns that they discovered back in the 50s, I think it was. <clears throat> and that, you know, certain, uh, certain submarines were, you know, from the Navy were actually exploring them and trying to map them out. Um, but the, allegedly that's how they get to that base in Hawthorne, Nevada, is they travel underneath the land, which is scary I've to think about. That. That's fucked. You think about like all that land has water under it, has ocean under it. Jesus. Yeah, that's, I got to mm. think about that. I got to do know? some more reading on that. 
<laughs> yeah, and they say that the cabins go all the way out to the Mississippi. And Not shit, that I too. doubt you. I just I got. No, it's a read. really interesting yeah. theory. Jim Lear is the only person I've ever. We have no geo mapping, really. I mean, you'd think that they could, but we really don't. I mean, you know, you hear shit about the shit on the ground and all that. I mean, and that's another like we were, like there was a lot of stuff like on. Uh, we used to watch a lot of shit like sinkholes. Mm-hmm. And fucking like uh, yeah, what was that one in, uh, in New Orleans? Oh, New Louisiana. Orleans! It's just expanded. There's like the swamp down there is like swollen. Fucking, it enlarges by like 15 acres a day. Like every fucking day what? is some shit. Nobody knows why. It was a salt mine, maybe or some shit. There's a bunch of like salt mines out there. What happens is like you have these huge deposits of salt under the earth, right? Okay. And uh, one of the examples was that Texaco. What, it was like some lake in wherever the fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They drilled into the top of the salt mine. It was like an exploratory... Uh, you can look this up on History. The entire lake... The History Channel did a special on yeah, it. It's fucking mind-blowing. It's probably on, on YouTube. They were drilling down into the lake and trying to like take readings to find out if there was oil underneath where they were in the lake. And they ended up fucking puncturing into an active salt mine. Like the where they were mining salt out of it. And so once they punctured that hole, the water from the lake started flowing in. And they drain the entire fucking lake, and you know we're sucking See, houses in, houses like, like badges, like huge fucking commercial boats, dude, like getting pulled into this fu- like a corkscrew, like a bath fucking being like fucking. It's mind blowing. It's really dude. crazy video. I forget what that was. I didn't even fucking understand even what a salt dome was until I watched that video. The salt dome's different from from that. That was that was an actual active salt mine. That was diamond yeah. diamond salt was running that mine, but uh, they the have- salt dome is actually in hollowed out cavity where there was a salt mine once they've taken all that salt out you have this whole opening cavity what they do is the u.s government you know they have their strategic oil reserve you know backup in case there's a a shortage of oil or we have a war with some oil supplying country a lot of that is stored in these empty cavities underground they literally pump it into these empty cavities and so a lot of those exist in the louisiana mississippi area the Everglades, and like a few years back, there was this huge, like, um, sinkhole that was forming. Yeah, I forget where it was. It was some kind of bayou in fucking Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, that, but it was around. But it just it kept was expanding. Central. Was it yeah. a lake? No, it's like, dude, the it's Texaco like the sinkhole. One was a lake. Like you can see that. Yeah, the Texaco one's a lake that gets drowned, but there's another one where fucking like it's still occurring. Like. And you can just search like uh, Louisiana, like sinkhole, or like fucking. There was like, a bunch of people that lived in the bayou in that area that like had to like you know leave their fucking houses and and could not go back. And it's like all yeah. these methane fucking. Yeah, the shit pops up everywhere. Like pockets of methane just popping up in, out of nowhere. Nineteen was nineteen eighty. Yeah, November twentieth, nineteen eighty. Texaco. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got Wikipedia. Going it's fucking there. crazy. Yeah. You watch that video, man. Like the entire lake. Over the course of like a day or so, and every surrounding house on that lake is sucked in. Like not just the water, the earth surrounding that lake yeah. gets sucked into Mind this blowing. hole. Whoops! And just falls into this salt mine. Yeah, like the whole thing collapses, dude. Fucking and there's one in Louisiana. There was only like a one inch drill fucking... bit. It was a one inch drill bit. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers are fragile. They were on a small boat out on a lake. What's going on in Fukushima these days? Anything good? I haven't been watching. Fukushima is, I mean, who the fuck knows, honestly? No one's really watching. You never hear about it anymore. I know. (laughs) They popped up like a couple months ago and they said shit actually started happening again. I mean, they keep having fucking earthquakes that are right on that line. 
I mean, it's one of the most active seismic areas in the world. And, you know, you look at, you know, those ancient fucking Japanese texts that, or, or those, even those fucking ancient Japanese art depicting fucking tsunamis, you know, like yeah. that's the area. Like it's seismic and it's a skinny little piece of land on the ocean in the middle of the gold, you know, the, the ring of fire. Bound to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen again, you know? What about the um, the uh, the fish on on the coast of California? Was it like, like oh yeah, yeah, from a radiation there standpoint? There was definitely there was there mercury. Was, there was definitely you know there, there was actually people who were they were they were tracking that cloud of radiation in the air and in the water, moving from Japan over to the west coast of the United States. We actually did that back in 2012. What, what year was that earthquake? Was that 2012? Uh, I can't remember. I think so. I mean, it sounds about right. Can't remember. I think it was that that first U.S. tour we did. We ended up. Oh, with Gums. That sounds about right. We yeah, ended up on fucking, the beach. I, I've seen that in yeah. San Diego or yeah. wherever. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm all set with being on the beach right now." Like, there's a fucking <laughs> radioactive plume on its way here right now. Yeah. You know? Well, let's try to avoid that. But like, from a a seafood stand, like yeah, fish, I mean, salmon. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, can't get the. Sushi I don't eat today, that shit. Bud. Sushi, like uh, the, I do not eat seafood. I want to know how Love many it. how many generations could be affected by this, or how many humans could be affected by the radiation. Every generation, right? It, it depends affected. on what you know what radioactive materials they had stored there. And I know they had cesium like one twenty three or whatever the fuck it was, which is like the highest they could have on site. Really. Yeah, <laughs> and it's super fucking. It's like one of the worst. It's a mixture of like plutonium and uranium, I think. Um, the problem was like they have all this shit like they use up all this radioactive material in those power plants and then once it's used up they have to store it on site and they have no real plan of getting rid of it it just gets stored in containment on site and that's what happened in that site really was you have four reactors but you also have all that stored up material you know what I mean yeah they have no place to put it right you know why does it keep happening over there, though? Is this some sort of geological shit? Are there too many crystals over there? Was that what fucking uh, an ancient civilization was? Why is there so much fucking seismic shit over there? I just don't get it. It's the Ring of Fire, man. What, what do you mean the Ring, the of, ring fire? of Fire? The Ring of Fire is the whole rim of the Pacific Ocean. It's, but why is that the rim? What makes it the Ring of Fire? Why? Is it not the biggest ocean? Pretty sure the Pacific's the biggest ocean, ain't it? Yeah, it is the biggest ocean. So Why? Why, you have why is this it the big huge sloshing back and forth of the largest ocean on earth? All right. So that whole ring of fire is going to be like most likely to shift. It's like a hemorrhoid. It's, a it's like fire. a giant it's like, waterbed. Yeah. Well, you get your, your cheeks chafing when you're walking around. Fucking. Think about a, like a waterbed. It's been a while since we've seen any anywhere, but think Timely. about a waterbed, right? And you got the four pieces of wood around the waterbed, and those that's the ring of fire, right? You slosh around on that thing enough, eventually one of those four pieces of wood is going to fall over. You know, that's what's going on there. Remember seeing the footage of fucking the um, the Gulf of Mexico oil spill yeah. with the um, and they were like showing the fucking the um the, the ocean floor mm-hmm. fucking literally bro like flax up and down and like a actually, trampoline within the fucking... last two months I've gone looking for that shit and I can't find it on YouTube. Come on, I swear to God. Because that movie, Deepwater Horizon, came up. Yeah. Have you seen it? Not yet. I want to see it. Watch that movie. It's pretty Rocky good. Rocky Mac. It's pretty good. 
Fucking. I want to see in the theater. Fucking. Uh, when that yeah. shit went down, though, like I remember watching that video every day. Like there was crazy underwater video of the surface of the Gulf of Mexico, as well as like that leap leaking, you know, cap or if you can call it a cap, that well that exploded. It was actually like the deepest. That was the deepest they had ever fucking drilled on ocean. Really. And and it was such a huge. Reserve of oil to tap into, like they had no idea. Well, the yeah. fucking, like the fucking, literally, Brian. It looks like somebody you could take in a carpet and like mm-hmm. shaking it out, like the whole fucking ocean floor, fucking. Yeah, literally, you, 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 it's like literally. There's a there's a submarine with a camera on it, like sitting on the on the floor of the ocean and just looking in a certain direction, and you can see clear as day. It's really high quality video, and then all of a sudden, like you know, be a two minute thirty second video. You're sitting there for a minute, and then all of a sudden, the fucking floor just goes. And then just drops back down, and all the silt on the floor of the ocean just kind of clouds up a little bit. But it's fucking frightening. Like, oh yeah, holy shit! And it's oh, yeah. basically somewhere around that that well where they tapped in. Like, the, it was totally unstable, and like somehow because you got multiple companies working that going to town on that. They're working that well. You know, it, it was a, a floating vessel that drilled that thing. You know, yeah. and then they basically cap it, break off, drive on to the next place. And somebody else comes over, taps into it, and sucks all the oil out, right? You got multiple companies involved in that operation. Yeah. And drink your milkshake. And they just like, they literally just bypass certain safeguards, and it resulted in that fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's crazy. Actually, respect, because I'm, like, I'm, I'm in the safety apparel business, mm-hmm. all right? But like, and there was like some safety magazine. There was a there was a rig out in the Gulf of Mexico that just got whacked with a fucking nine point five million dollar fine for mm-hmm. safety violations. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things of what they make. Right, you know? right. It was the most expensive fine ever paid. Like, no way. The BP had to be. No, I no for like it was an occupational like just like looking around the deck sort of thing. Bro. Oh really? Yeah, it wasn't like it was a result of anything. <laughs> Like OSHA showed up and just looked around and was like, "Dude, all this that shit." That never happens. OSHA shows yeah. up after shit happens. Did you see the shit though? And fucking like, uh, I don't know. You don't watch John Oliver, do you? On YouTube. Uh, on YouTube? Yeah, he's on YouTube. All his stuff's on YouTube. John Oliver. Well, I watch him on HBO. This oh. year, I'm just like, "Oh, you're fucking gonna be all anti-Trump this okay. whole season." Uh, all right, it's all right, fucking all right, annoying all right. as fuck. Okay. All right. Well, fucking don't like, get broaden your horizons, shit. John Oliver. What the fuck? Well, it's it's a good story. It's a, it's a but every story. week. Well, okay, well, two things, two things. Fucking, did you see the fucking story that he did about fucking uh, oil field safety out in North Dakota and, like, how, like, one one or two dudes a week is dying out there on an oil no, field? I don't think I saw that. It's crazy. It was about Standing Rock and how fucking mm-hmm. dangerous the job is and how fucking bad it is and all sorts of shit that goes wrong. The second thing is, though, let's, let's talk about Trump. Fucking... What what's up the this whole thing I heard about fucking Blackwater now being involved with fucking Trump and fucking Russian fucking all this shit together like that. I haven't heard anything like that. Blackwater hasn't been Blackwater in like ten years. Fucking the guy who's in They're charge on like their fifth or sixth name now. Yeah, but the guy who's in charge of it fucking is like Washington Public. Everybody's writing about it now, saying that fucking I actually remember leading up to the election there was a story that I read that was talking about that guy that started Blackwater being somehow a trump supporter i think um yeah i don't remember the rest of that story but i did read something about that guy can i take one second from yeah. from blackwater i gotta go back to bp because people listening may be younger or maybe they have a short-term memory 
<coughs> what did BP get fined? Oh, it was epic. I can't remember. Let me look it up. Take your time. I, was, I remember that being an enormous like record. Yeah, and like nothing it, will ever beat that. Have you seen Deepwater Horizon? Uh, it's been a while. No, so. I mean, have you seen no, the movie? no, you're thinking of fucking Event Horizon. Thank you. Deepwater. Uh, the watch Mac the Mac movie, movie Deepwater Horizon. Mark. No, I haven't. It, it's it's like a short it's only like 90 minutes long i think but uh it it literally just documents that day in the lives of the people that were on that rig and the whole it actually was nominated for oscars for special effects like they went out of their fucking way to recreate this this scenario and it's pretty it's a pretty fucking interesting movie um some fucking incredible pictures of the fire I mean, just the fucking yeah, I mean, extinguishing fucking... But they you know, show you in that movie, like, it was literally BP executives that were on that rig who pushed the envelope and pushed the other companies that were responsible for carrying out all the tests and whatnot that were actually the owners. Transocean was the owners of the rig. And they were running the rig. And the BP execs on the rig were just pushing the envelope. They were like 40-something days past when they were supposed to be done. They were like 40-something days overdue. And so, like, they're just getting impatient and impatient and impatient and literally just kept pushing the envelope and bypassing shit and just, it literally blew up in their fucking faces. Like, literally, the BP executive walked out of the control room where they were controlling the drill or, or the wellhead that they had just made and the fucking well blew out right there as soon as he walked out the room and just, he was right there when it when it went off you know it blew up in his face literally is that karma he actually went to jail really yeah they they were they were sentenced to jail really yeah okay okay i'll buy that for a dollar fuck it i don't (laughs) know i mean it's i'm I'm, you know i'm pro worth i just i kind of get bent out of shape about fucking you know uh, the pollution and and, and all that other shit it was crazy pollution i mean it was like a couple months I like that my thing seafood. You pouring fucking it. oil into the ocean. You it was know? fucking disgusting. It was twenty point eight billion dollars. Twenty point eight. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ! And BP still exists. Oh yeah. No, they're now actually. Oh, no? They're not BP anymore. I mean, they might be BP at the executive level, but in terms of like gas stations and their involvement over That's here, right. they're yeah, fucking no, speedways the now. The one in fucking White Speedway. They, they, yeah. they, 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 so they, they turned over to Hess, and now they're Speedway. Ah, so they reinvent themselves. But they I, go from green to red. But think of that. See yeah. That? So the, they had marketing, spent a shitload of money, did a rebrand. Mm-hmm. They got fined $20 billion. Well, they might have actually just sold to Hess. I think Hess was a different company to begin with. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I couldn't imagine any company being fined $20 billion and mm-hmm. still in some form existing. Right. Oh, we're not bankrupt. We're good. Yeah, we it's definitely- the $20 billion fine. It's definitely to some degree still- BP because the transition from BP to Hess, at least on the gas station level in the United States, was so smooth and so fast and no interruption whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's Speedway. Right. You know, I mean, like if it was BP, you know, going under, we would have fucking heard about that. But, you know, well, they, quietly they definitely just fucking... transitioned the way Blackwater did into Z. What do you, you mean know? Z? Blackwater, when they had all that controversy about fucking, you know, the the employees of Blackwater that were deployed to Iraq as you know private security for diplomats, you know during the war during the um, civil situation in Iraq, 
there were Blackwater employees that were assigned as private security for diplomats, the United States and Iraq. And they actually had diplomatic immunity. And there was multiple cases where Blackwater employees literally just fucking unloaded on civilians, children, women, mm. and killed them. And they were literally exempt from any kind of prosecution. And there was so much controversy about that because there was multiple, multiple examples of them literally just like, you know, it was such a fucking Being shit above the law. Them. It's not like they're like, they were they, totally above the law. Yeah. They're not fucking the American government or army or any special no, forces they were, per se. They were you know? private contractors. Yeah. And like, there was so much, you know, there was, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he wrote a whole book about Blackwater and, and you know, military industrial complex and fucking, you know, that whole private security uh private military aspect and it literally resulted in blackwater changing their name to z x e z x e that's how they spelled it x e oh but it was pronounced z really and then it changed again and it might have changed since then really x e that's kind of weird fucking i don't know that kind of creeps me up more than blackwater Mm. blackwater what is this fucking dublin what's going on here fucking double my fucking voice is gone. Yeah. Fucking, you're, you're getting fucking, it. I, I'm like jacked up like, on Sudafed to start it off, and I'm fucking like. Josh has been high on Sudafed since 7 a.m. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking all fucking. You sound like you've been railing cigars your whole life. Hey, so, yeah, I know. Fucking, um, so let's fucking be a little uplifting here, somewhat. What are you working on for lyrics for Abnormality? You, you read a lot of the lyrics. <laughs> like you want to be uplifting? Like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, sandwich. I've been working on a set of lyrics all day for. A song that I've been calling Curb Stomp. And Romantic. It actually, I have like six or seven sets of lyrics I've been working on for like the last year and a half or so. And they're all pretty deep lyrically. Two of them, one of them, one of them is a song about, it's written from the perspective of a child molester, of a pedophile. Uncle Paul. I don't know why I decided to write from that perspective, just. I went somewhere with it and it went interesting. So let's talk about at the sir. same time I have I'm this other song called Curb Stomp, which writes from the perspective of its victim and their revenge on that individual. It's not fucking Edward Norton, right? No. Okay. Just checking. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> but you um just set the foundation for the episode. Do you you drum for abnormality? Yeah. But you're uh, writing lyrics too. Oh, yeah, I write yeah. like most of the lyrics. He's the lyricist. That's what I you know. Maybe people may not know that that you. Yeah, I mean, I probably partake in that. Most of the lyrics I end up writing just because I end up writing a ton of stuff anyway. Whether it's lyrics or, or poetry, now it ends up just all being lyrics. But I used to always write a lot of shit just for the you know the sake of it. We started the band. It was going to be a split between me and Malika, but I ended up just writing much more than her anyway. Yeah. Um, both records, both full lengths, we've ended up, it's always been the same. Both full lengths, um, she wrote the lyrics to two, I think, two songs, or one song. Well, and then one, we yeah. collaborated on one song. Right. And then the rest of it was me lyrically. But uh, but if you're, if you're, if you have shit coming out, if it's working. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I for some reason, train I, going. I, I've always been that way. Like, I'll get, a certain line will pop in my head or, or I'll hear something that is an interesting concept and, and I'll start writing it down and then it just, it doesn't end. So I get I, in these fucking weird moods where I, lyrics just pour out of me. 
Well, one of the ones I'm anxious to read, I mean, we did Monica Omega, mm-hmm. and you have a, a follow-up called Monica Alpha. Yep. Uh, I mean, fucking Joe in Ohio don't know what, what the fuck that is. He thinks it's a butterfly. It's like <laughs> fucking, uh... Well, that's kind of what it's referring to. It's referring to, the you know, the, the overall background concept is the MK Ultra program, or the Monarch program, which was the was a branch of the MK Ultra program. But essentially, the MK Ultra is a CIA's mind control uh, experiments or programs that took place in the, I think it started in the 50s, maybe. Can't remember. Not around then. But they allegedly <laughs> put an end to it, but they just branched off into different projects of different names that we don't know about. Psychological warfare, you know? Yeah, but the idea of MK Ultra was to create essentially to develop means to prevent their agents or assets in foreign countries who might get captured by those countries or their intelligence apparatus and put into interrogation to to develop tools and means to prevent those people from spilling the beans when they're being interrogated that was one aspect of it i'm sure very quickly it branched into creating a fucking perfectly programmable assassin a manchurian candidate like you see in the movie the manchurian candidate <laughs> we just started watching that actually the Frank Sinatra one the original one yeah i've only seen parts of that one it's fucking great yeah, shit. yeah for some reason people like rail on the remake but i like the remake with denzel right yeah fucking stranger things though that fucking Netflix docu- um, documentary, documentary, <laughs> that Netflix fucking Close series, enough. like kind of like pretty much outlines this whole like fucking monarch program, like you were talking about there, though. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think it's a trained fucking assassin bitch. Who fucking, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, fucking, yeah, you're right. It is actually a, a branch of MK Ultra. And like, I think. and like, the, and Stranger Things, she's the the daughter of like a girl who's uh, like drugged with like LSD and all that. She was a like part of MK Ultra. Right, right, right. It's sort of like Firestarter, the movie Firestarter and the book Firestarter, where the parents of the girl in Firestarter took part in a CIA program where they were given a certain drug. That's also referencing MK Ultra too. Yep. Both parents of the girl in, in Firestarter were given a certain drug, and the results were the father could literally, you know, force people to do shit with his mind, and then their offspring ends up being able to start fires with their mind. You know what I mean? It's but like, that's kind of the, the the concept of Stranger Things. That girl was the offspring of somebody in MK Ultra, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. What's that's her fucking name? Out. What's her name? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Number eleven, Matthew Modine. They you know, have open up a they got an obelisk. They got an obelisk to the tenth dimension, the psychic vampire. <laughs> Josh does a great Alex Jones <laughs> impression. I was asking about uh, lyrics because there may be a I don't know. People may think that drummers don't fucking write lyrics. Yeah, like you you focus on your parts and that's it. Yeah, Maybe no, the bass I've, player only writes bass riffs and fucking the vocalist has to write everything. Specifically on the last record, I probably spent three times as much time on lyrics as I did on writing my own drum parts. <laughs> Not, you know, by choice. Yeah, but your your lyric parts, the lyrics shape the way that drums were, you know. It's, right. you respect it all depends on, like, the intensity of what I have for material. Like, if I have something that's, like, that I'm really fucking fired up about and it's it's a lot of work lyrically, like Monarch alpha the follow-up to monarch omega mm. it's probably going to be the hardest thing malik has ever sang in her life <laughs> like i'm only 
this is the one song lyrically that I've I've written the most for, and I've only gotten to the second verse. So it's like it's like intro, verse one, uh, bridge, chorus, uh, a lot of verse two. Nuts and bolts. No, actually, I get I got to the second chorus, but the, but it's only like a minute and a half long, and like that's all the words for it right there. It's a lot of words for it. That's like, like the know. first minute and a half right there. I can't see the phone, but I'm just gonna look at Josh's eyes. A few yeah. stanzas. Damn. Stanzas and it's kid. all like super fast. Like it's the, definitely gonna be the hardest shit she's but ever said. She's gonna have to breathe at some point, right? It's super <laughs> fast stuff. Like it's syllable per beat. But that's and the thing, dude. Yeah, it's like you you kind of have this interesting like take on songwriting where especially with death metal a lot of people kind of take for granted how effective guttural vocals can be Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is all right sure you have a lot of fucking low tone fats coming across you know know, yeah sometimes yeah so it really does become more about the pattern it's really about the pattern and and there is that's the thing it's like it is similar to rap and shit well it's just a matter of it's a matter of like how you know bands or individuals write some some bands have one person does all the writing like some bands like write all the music first lyrics last one person writes all those lyrics usually the singer like everybody does their own way like we've always like consciously made an effort to not set any rules on how we write and it's always kind of worked out good for us the older we get the less time we have to really jam together and write shit back in the day we had a lot more time oh yeah you know, in the space practicing and, and bouncing ideas off each other. And like, you know, now we're all in different locations than then and we're older with more responsibility. And like, that's not always the easiest thing to do. So like, you got to write however you can, you know, whether it's, you know, you're at home writing riffs and, and record them in your computer and throw them in Dropbox and share it with everybody or whatever. I personally can't play a fucking guitar to save my life. I can play drums, but I can't play guitar at all so the only way i can write alone is either coming up with a certain beat that i like or a certain chunk of beats that i like and then bringing it to the table or i can write these lyrics and have like the pattern set out and base the beat around that and have everything based off that there's a lot of stuff we do that's that's basically based like that start with lyrics first and i have all the patterns worked out mm-hmm. and we go from there you know, but it's worked out for us a lot. Yeah. Know, in situations where we had a deadline and like it could have been a <laughs> fucking train wreck if we didn't have, you know, that type of format set up. Well, that's the thing though. I mean, I sincerely ask that because like fucking your lyrics kind of play a huge part and now the overall song comes together. So, you know, sometimes well, I think it's pretty important. Pretty important. <clears throat> Fucking doesn't go without underestimating. Fucking um, chick guy. Fucking, I'm happy with where we're at with this. I'm fucking. I mean, we it. we could probably go for another two and a half hours. We go for we, another two and a half hours <laughs> if we wanted. We'll to. do a part two some other day. Yeah, yeah we should. If we'll it check was in. a Saturday, like, let's have an outline to it next you, time. You think Trump's Keep gonna get order? impeached by the next time we meet up? Uh, no. And I think if he is, fucking great. But. I don't think he will be. Why? Because he's supposed to be there. He's a puppet just like everyone else. I yeah. I think we kept the show on order because we didn't 
you didn't exactly specify like we want to let's stick to one topic and that's, that's what i'm that. saying now. we kind of did like a greatest hits of of the whole realm when he hit me with like come do this podcast with me i was like what do you want to talk about he's like i don't know like conspiracy <laughs> theories typical like, which typical ones Josh? crash course I, like, I don't know we'll play it by ear well so uh, i actually one night i was like the fuck are we gonna talk about i actually made a list of like individual people theories certain concepts like everything i could possibly think of yeah, that we could include and, and like i was just like no you know what he's right let's just play by fucking ear but i have that list at home it's fucking long that's your part too yeah yeah we'll definitely get to that fucking there's, there's tons of information there's tons of things to talk about we never stop talking that's for sure and you're, and you're close by i can't so wait to listen you know, back to this to see how much like these rambling jump all over the place oh and, yeah because this, this, this is the conversations we have like yeah. normally like we'll start on one topic you'll be like oh did you fucking see this see that oh yeah and then next thing you know we're talking about aliens <laughs> politics <laughs> religion it'll go, it'll go from trump to aliens to phobos to abortion oh yeah we didn't even get in the phobo i mean that's the thing this david wilcock shit i, I kind of fucking honestly forgot about him for a while yeah and to revisit him, it just fucking blew my mind immediately. Because well, I've, I've always read, like, Zachariah Sutchin and fucking, you know, like, Chariot of the Gods. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I said, like, fucking, I've always been interested in, like, ancient civilization. Right. And, you know, like, like Graham Hancock, you talk about fucking, you know, we're, we're a civilization of amnesia, almost, or whatever he says it is, to paraphrase it. But, like, fucking, there's so much that's occurred that, like, we could probably learn from that's fucking not there for some reason. I think what know? most of those people are basically trying to say is that, like, our recorded history of mankind on Earth, like, how far, where where mankind shows up, it's actually, that's not the case. Like, we've been around a whole lot longer. There's a much more ancient history of of intelligent humanoid beings on Earth. Mm-hmm that we're not told about like that's where the atlantis story comes into it like you know missing you know missing atlantis nobody knows where the fuck it is or where it was supposed to be but what i do know is that wherever it was before it fucking sank into the ocean it was inhabited by fucking intelligent beings that were far beyond us right now way more advanced than us yeah. And something happened and fucking put those people in the ocean. You know? It's fucked up. We may never know. Until the next time. <laughs> Thanks for coming through tonight. Thanks for having me. We'll do it again soon. Definitely. Cool. Cheers. <laughs>